This is an SM Media production. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of SM Media's Road to Cheltenham 2023. I'm Scott Pike. It's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. Delighted as always to be joined by from the Scottish Daily Mail, Callum O'Clockin. Callum, how are we? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, thanks. It's I'm enjoying this current week of the, the sport bonanza of the World Cup. We're recording this during Switzerland Cameroon. It's been a bit of a, a busy week without having to do very much. I mean, we're entertained constantly, aren't we? Yeah, World Cup fever. Eh? I, I do think the national hunt season this weekend could really properly step up a notch. We will get into that. We will get into that. The the busy the, the kind of this is the time the kind of jump season is beginning to kick in. It's every week, every day we've got action, but this week has not been good. No, no, ask it, ask it anyway. With uh, a lot of high profile names kind of pulling edge at the ground. Um, Constitution Hill being obviously the most high-profile one, which was very reminiscent of um, the Altior debate of what Nicky Henderson had yeah. about taking out the ground in, in, in the last in the last minute. In 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 defence of Henderson, you know, he's he's always a cautious operator when it comes to his top-class horses. You know, he's not going to take many unnecessary risks, and and he felt that that one maybe Constitution Hill on Saturday at Ascot was was a bit too risky. That's understandable, and you pull them out for, as stated, unsuitable ground. Where it gets a little bit dangerous and, and trappy is the rhetoric and how often that this is happening. Um, the language used on, particularly on the Sunday when he was in Sky Sports Racing, yeah. the fact that uh, he would have been wounded and he'd been out for the rest of the year if he'd ran him is just a, a ludicrous suggestion. It implies that the ground's unsafe. It wasn't unsafe. It was unsuitable, but it wasn't unsafe. Yeah. Um, so, so applying that, um, and it's you, you just can't take the risk out of the sp- sport sometimes. You know, I mean, Formula One, there's so many safety measures and things. That Constitution Hill can get an injury at any point at any time. You know, no matter what the ground, you know, you, you can whack into a hurdle and get injured that way. You know, if it's a welfare issue, then just, just remove all the hurdles, pack it up and and let's, let's bend the whole thing, to be honest, because it, it, it is ridiculous in that regard. Um, well, the, the water table's a big, massive problem. It's pretty hard ground underneath, good to soft, which was in the surface. That that was the case. It's unsuitable, and it would have been disappointing. And, and it's and, this and thing it as well. It's this thing as well. You've got... The level of language being used that I think is kind of grating at people now. Yeah, and it's this thing as well of you've got these all this kind of blended in together, you've got the the fact that it is a lot drier down south than it usually is, and we're seeing that. I mean, we are, we're from the same part of Ayrshire. We are, I feel it's rained constantly for weeks, so we we don't understand this the way maybe somebody, somebody like Nicky Henderson understands it, like where you're down at Ascot, and it is dry. I mean, they're during the summer, they had 40-degree days, and we can't see that, but you also have this thing of with all this blended together, you then have a walkover in a race, you have three stars, three Cheltenham winners going there, that's a big box office for a lot of punters, now a lot of, a lot of punters will be going there, regardless of who's running 
but you've got Constitution Hill, Long Press, Edward Stone, all scheduled to run three hours before the race, and they get pulled out. Now, is that now you can make the case of as well that if you're going to watch Barcelona back in the day and Lionel Messi wasn't playing, are you entitled to have your money back? No, you're not. But you also have this thing as well where what I looked at it, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, the way it was all set up as if like they had Nico de Boinville out to announce that Constitution Hill wasn't running, it was all set up like it was like some sort of massive announcement, like it was a positive. We knew it was coming. You said it in your tweet the other day and it was spot on. It was entirely predictable. And you've got all these things mixed together and it is not a good look for national hunt racing. And Henderson's been through this before with Shishkin back in the day when it was deemed that it was too soft to run. If it then becomes, if it gets massive rain in Newcastle between now and Saturday and it pulls Constitution out because it's too soft, where does that leave us? Now, that's probably very unlikely, but it's not impossible. For him, it would probably take him to the International Hornwell at Cheltenham, for instance, eh, for Constitution Hill. But eh, uh, he's, he's a big, he's a big rangy horse. So mm-hmm. on, on that point, I'm not surprised by it. But it's it's the predictable kind of way it's announced. We don't need a running commentary of it each day about what's going to happen, and it's already happening again with like mm-hmm. constant ground updates. That constant ground updates are fine if they're accurate. Um, yeah. An interesting one that I thought was um, at Warwick and Edwardston ran and what was described as good to soft. Tom Can said it's good ground and things like that. Um, and Alan King said disputed that and said no, it was actually softer than it was. That might be true, but that there's so many instances now of high-profile meetings where the ground isn't as it's described, and, and yeah. it's not good enough, and it throws the form book completely out the window. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's going on. And if trainers can't trust the ground, then how can punters trust the ground, which is such a key element in any yeah. form of any race? And and it just leaves you with no confidence in the product. And that is a massive, massive problem. And, and, and it goes bigger. Than, it's bigger than Constitution Hill, who's a fantastic horse and potentially could be an all-time horse. But he, he is a racehorse at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They're there to race. And if you err on the side of caution, too often, it gets boring and people just switch off, and it's it's not bettable, it's not viable. I'm looking at this race at Friday night, going, "Well, what's the point?" Because it could totally change come Saturday. That's what, the what thing. I waste my time beforehand, and then beforehand again, and then waste my afternoon watching a Mickey Mouse three runner heat or a match and, race. Or yeah, a you've got yeah, you've got Lisa St. Calvados as well. Like St. Calvados is a good example. People, a lot of people I know that like just reading through things were fancying St. Calvados each way. But then you've got a thing where you, he's now two to seven because of how many horses pull out. So where's the enjoyment for a, a casual punt or just going, right, I'm sitting on a horse at 18 to one and then he's two, the next minute he's two to seven. It gets, it does get boring. Yeah, I mean, it's in a sports and it's desperate for like new blood to look into mm-hmm. it. Um, understand the trainers and, and, and them being in around the yard and things like that. But to attract new people to the game, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. But, but certain connections can because you know they can afford to skip a hundred grand prize. I mean that that was a penalty kick. It's a it's a penalty kick in comparison to Saturday uh, for Constitution Hill at the moment. You know, uh, and and there's no there's also no harm in getting beat. You know, I mean Aplitar get beat at least turned up and he, he's probably gonna he's, he's gonna live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same could easily happen for Constitution Hill. You know, if you think it's not around, just pull them up. You know, like they did with Shishkin Chapping Chase. You don't need to, you don't need to persevere and, and flog it if it doesn't. No. If it 
not suitable ground. Um, yeah, it's it's disappointing, and I think a line could have been drawn under it at the time and say, oh well, we can move on. This is the case. I just didn't want to take the risk. But the fact's going on and on again. I mean, there's another interview with them today in the recent post. Uh, it's it's just it's constant. I mean, it's fine. Just pull them out. That's in the day. That's it. It's disappointing for everyone. Let's move on. But it's 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 like a revolving door of over and over again, and it's it's playing out again this week, and it, it just becomes really really tiresome. Mm, and it's as a thing as well where. I mean, all due respect to the likes of Goshen and Cool Cody, but the way the, the way everybody pulled out, it's becoming three runner races and horses like that are winning grade twos. Now, no disrespect to them, but that shouldn't be happening. And we do have this problem as well that we've had for a long time. The quality is not there for the amount of races we have. Yeah, well, the programme does need a, a kind of overhaul, doesn't it? I mean, there needs less fixtures, less, you know, less races of, of those kind of grade mm-hmm. two, you know, to maybe turn some of them back to kind of more attractive handicaps or I'll just I'll just have to maybe lower the quality of the, of the racing like yeah. handicaps drop down to class threes or class fours because if the quality's not there then it isn't there the quantity doesn't seem to be there either for, for these kind of stellar meetings so you might have to kind of lower their sights a little bit in that regard um, the programme does need a shake up like the BHE have moved to kind of have a bit more power and have a bit more say over the fixture list but you just do feel that the damage has been done because you've mm-hmm. seen the movie time and time again. Cheltenham and Sunday, uh, I mean, that November meeting could easily now be two days instead of three. I mean, Absolutely. A total irrelevance. Um, the Schlur chase, I mean, we see Edwardson pulled out for the Schlur chase and Alan King that's kind of had doubts about Ascot all season. He, he's he's in there as a top, top rated runner and a handicap. A track that he knows doesn't like. I mean, why make the entry in the first place? It, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me in that regard, um, and I think there's a massive massive disconnect between people that are in the industry that can just afford to like pass up chance. Yeah. chance. Prize money doesn't matter to the people at the top because it is it is kind of a day out for them. It is a hobby for them. Um, for those that don't have that kind of financial luxury and, and that level of interest to, to the casual the, the recreational kind of horse racing for it's 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 a it's a pretty dull spectacle now uh, at the moment and hopefully the rain will come hopefully change it i'm quite heartened by the weekend's cards that nobody's holding up at the moment okay um island you'd always you usually get better feels than not but yeah you do have sympathy with with trainers in, in, the, in the regard that they can't kind of run horses on unsuitable ground but Using it as a welfare excuse or unsafe ground is, is a dangerous, dangerous game because it, it, it does give kind of these activists uh, a, a stick to beat you with. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're citing unsuitable ground, not unsafe ground as a welfare concern, that, that's, that's no good. Um, I mean, if, if, it was, if it was that ground at March or the springtime, then it would be, it'd be, it'd be perfectly fine. And if somebody could turn around and say, well... The, the water table slightly different than it, it is tenuous excuse in terms of in the context of general welfare. Yeah, but it's... overall, overall, it's it's not for certain types of horses. You know, if you get a big horse that once it's toe in the ground, you're not going to run it in good ground anyway. And I think most people that accept that it's fine, just move on. There'll be another day, but it, it's just how. It's constantly chilling out. It's the same people. It's the same type of horse over and over again. It's 
it just becomes very, very tiresome, and it, and it's, it turns you off. Yeah, that's the word for it, tiresome. It's just, it's, I, I don't see it improving unless there's a radical change. And we get, obviously, that the, the grounds change, we get that, but it's just, it's going to be when you're, as you say there, you've had it, had it in the head, when you're going into the kind of welfare situation, it's becoming a dangerous game. But we do have some other questions. A couple more. What is your early pack for the King George? Now, Hitman obviously made a mark in the the market as well. We we thought we there was a bit of a some support for Galloping Deschamps. I know it's been cooled down by Willie Mullins, but if I was to give you a free bet, who would it be for the King George? We mentioned last week that I would, I would love to see Capadano running this, but <laughs> time seems to be going against him to get out, to get a run and yeah. the plate going there. Um, Hitman would still have a bit of question to answer at that level. Uh, Brave Man's game as a horse, I'm not totally convinced by off the bridle. Uh, I think he's, I think he's too short in the race. So, you know, I go back to um, last year's winner, Tornado Flyer. I, I thought it was a satisfactory reappearance at the yep. tournament. No, he had the run of the race up front, but they went too slow for his like, and he was coming back at Blue Lord at the line. He'd done nothing since last year's King George. Um, that was an encouraging kind of pipe opener. I wouldn't be surprised if he just tried to sit off the Nichols Battalion again and uh, try, try and try and pick them up again. He's, he's a bit fair enough each way price at the moment, but seven, eight to one in a race that looks pretty weak and looks likely to cut up. I don't know. I don't know who I fancy. Um, I, I agree with you in Hitman. I think he's got a lot to find. Brave Man's game, if he gets a run of the race, probably should be the one to beat, but as he, as you say, off the bridle, the only two times I've seen him off the bridle was against, was an entry and he didn't look like he enjoyed it. So when you ask, when he's, like Kempton last year, he was really good. I thought he was clear. But when you ask him, yeah, that question, is he going to be able to, the galloping the shops one's interesting because there was clearly some suggestion he was maybe going here, it's been cooled down. Do you think he's potentially going this way? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it's on the agenda at all. Uh, I, I just think he's obvious kind of, yeah, he's a speed horse and it will probably suit him as a, as a first test over three miles, but I don't think you want to thrust him in a King George. Yeah. The album photo to Tremor route looks likely for yeah. him. Uh, there was a setback that he had early on. It was kind of a niggly thing. And I think that's kind of been the one run and done kind of plan into the Gold Cup there. Because it's... it's It'll, it'll be soft enough. I mean, Manila Indo could go there, for instance, but it's generally a soft enough race. It's more of a stamina test, which you, you wouldn't need to kind of answer in that regard in, in terms of a separate track to, to make sure you get the Gold Cup trip because you don't want to just graduate from novice company eh, going straight into a Gold Cup. Which is, it's far from ideal, no matter how, kind of, how much scope and how much generational talent that you might yeah. have. Um, no, I, th- I think I think he, s- he seems to be just going to, I'll just run to need a flag and that'll do me kind of thing at, at the moment. Envoy Allen's in there. I think he'd probably struggle around that. I, th- I think I can see a Minnelindo kind of style, mm-hmm. unsuitable race for him there. Um, so you can only really see five or six runners at this stage. It's, it's not really an inspiring market to look at. The flyer no. is just about the percentage call at the moment. Yeah, I just I don't see any. I'm I'm not keen on it just now at the moment. Next question: uh, What was your favourite Cheltenham festival of all time to watch? I've got two, but I'll give you the floor first. Uh, 2016 for me. It's one of mine, yeah. Uh, 
this is a roll of order. Altior, Duvan, Annie Power, York Hill, Vautour, Sprinter Sacra's incredible recovery. Uh, Thistle Crack, Don Cossack. Uh, there's a personal punting highlights as well. I mean, getting most of them was vile. You know, when Altior beat Min in the Supreme and being in the right one, you kind of felt that this week's probably going to be a, a good one in that regard. Uh, mm-hmm. Thistle Crack bounding home in the Steers Huddle. York Hill when he was York Hill. Annie Power, champion hurdle win. Um, you know, so many of them. Vroom Vroom Mag, Mayor's Hurdle, uh, and even the last, and Solar Impulse won the Grand Annual, and that was on at 28 to 1. So, you know, just one of those kind of uh, mental weeks where everything, everything went right, and yeah, it was just top class race after top class race that year, I felt. Yeah, 2016's my first one because I was I was there on the Tuesday and did pretty well. I went for men, I went for the four Richie Hot Pots, so I was kicking myself that day, but the three of them come in. Duvan, Annie Power, Vroom Vroom Mag. Seeing Altior and Duvan in the flesh is something I'll, I'll cherish because that was good. As you say, Sprinter Saka the next day, Batua, who should have run in the Gold Cup, thanks Ruby. And on the Friday, obviously, Don Cossack, who had wanted, who had been desperate to run in the Gold Cup the year before. He went for the Ryanair and didn't get... He, I thought he, he maybe found it too quick in the Ryanair the year before, but to see him win the Gold Cup, he was outstanding. So 2016... And actually, this year's for maybe more reasons, just because it was an amazing distraction from what was going on. So this year's was up there as well. So yeah, two really good Cheltenham festivals. Plus, I did all right last in the last one on the Friday. I had six out of six, and the seventh I was waiting on Adam. Uh, Adam was chosen, didn't win. Bainbridge won, but it was still a really good day, and it's recovered. It was certainly a profitable festival. Let's get into the recap for the week. Starting Wednesday at Warwick, we have John Bond seven to four for the Arco after an impressive beginners chase beating Mon Morale and West Cork. Callum, it was obviously exciting. We were looking forward to seeing that horse over fences. Out of ten, how was he? Yeah, it was a solid eight, isn't it? He made one slight mistake, I think. That was about it. Um, and, and races are like that in nature, you know, when you know he's probably going to win, you're looking for kind of Signs of improvement in terms of temperament. You know, is he going to free sweat? Is he going to be too keen? Uh, on that regard, I thought he was much, much improved, a lot more relaxed for mm-hmm. fencing. Um, Mon Morale tried to push him early doors, didn't bother him. Uh, I think Mon Morale does need further West, Cur- West Cork. He, he jumped to the right again, like he did mm-hmm. in his debut at Warwick. Um, he might be more of a kind of handicap project down the line. He might be suited, it might be better suited going the other way around as well over fences. Um, but he, he did it well enough, uh, cutting him that much is a bit of an overreaction, probably because on the immediate front, there is no British challenge, and you can see him just bunting off races like Shisk and Altior did, and yeah. arriving unbeaten, and, and, and it's going to be very hard to beat, particularly when you haven't really seen anything from Willie Mullins in Ireland as of yet. <coughs> That might change quite soon. So, if you do like him, I would, I would just wait, see a couple of Mullins and horses because he might come back out to something like nine to four, five yeah. to two, perhaps, um, and then a win again, and then they clip back in. But yeah, uh, and Arco winners uh, tend to go to form. Right? Nicky Henderson, you know, it's a tried and tested pass. So, and I think bookmakers have been seriously burnt before by a lot of comfortable favourites closing in on it, so it, it is a market that's always priced very protectively against a favourite and, and, and it's going to be John Bond 
all the way by the looks of it. Yeah, I mean he's I mean they, they jumped well. We knew he would improve for offense. There was a couple of there was a couple of offenses they jumped and it just reminded me of Duvan. Like just the way he jumped them, just the way he made ground it just in the air. It was I was really impressed. Now I'm not I've not been his biggest fan. I've thought he's he's a tidy hurdler. Is he gonna to be too keen to win like an arco with ten ten runners in it? I think he will improve over a fence. I think he's probably gonna to go to the Henry the Eighth. He'll maybe have a I bump up in maybe January, February before Cheltenham, and he'll probably he'll go there. I think is in tip top. Yeah, yeah the Lightning maybe in Doncaster, for yeah, instance, getting more and more experience in, uh, and just peak for Cheltenham. You know, it's it's just a it's such a tried and tested path. Um, there's, there's there's next to no British opposition. I, I think there'll be there's a couple. I I think Bainbridge is a serious player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he deserves a lot of respect. I think Mullins will have a couple. Uh, there might be a few others that could crawl out the woodwork. So just right now, there doesn't appear to be much depth against them, hence the price. But down the line, it could it could be quite a, a different story. Um, he's going to scare a fair few away. I, I don't think we're going to get a, a wide-open kind of big runner Arkel. Um, it, it's probably going to be a select kind of five or six runner job. At the moment. Yeah. Quite well than Monmara as well. Like. You can tell he really could do a step up and trap. Now, I'm not one for saying like, let's let's think ahead to April, but if he's not being targeted for that novices chase and the first day entry, I'll be surprised because that seems to be right up his street. Yeah, I think Paul Nichols has got quite a few of these kind of type of horses. Um, again, he he just last season was such a massive drop off for him. Mm-hmm. So you think he might he might have to take some time to kind of really find his feet and find his level, like a lot of these kind of. Highly touted juveniles need to do when they, when they run an open company or novice company. All of a sudden, they've got to kind of find their feet. So I, th- I think it might take a little bit of time, but yeah, you'll probably mature into one in the spring. I think you might you might, might need soft ground though for that. So mm-hmm. you, you want to kind of try and make hay within the winter. Maybe there'll be something, something at Chepstow. Maybe for instance, the Welsh Grand National meeting where you probably get your toe in the ground or, or Langfield's Winter Million. Uh, yeah. Meetings like that, that they might be seen to uh, better effect. Yeah. Next one, uh, Thursday and Clonmel couple to mention. Dolchita won the Mayor's Chase. They're beating Scarlet and Dove in last year's Mayor's Chase, winning at Cheltenham Melly May. 10 to 1 for the Mayor's Chase. Now, she obviously has improved for a fence, there's no doubt about that. But out of the three, who's the most likely to go to the Mayor's Chase and win it at Cheltenham? Um, you would still lean towards Ellie May and Scarlet and Dove over that. They, mm. Both reportedly in need of it, even though the market didn't kind of reflect that because mm-hmm. they looked so far clear beforehand that it might not matter. Um, I think Scarlet of Scarlet and Dove probably ran a slightly better race in terms that she beat ground round the bend after making a mistake and kind of plugged <coughs> off, even though LME headed her for a place at the end. Um, you know, LME's remarkably, well, usually remarkably consistent. We won the Mayor's Chase last year, it was kind of a blanket kind of finish. Mm-hmm. And you can see the markets kind of trying to find something that would, you know, surpass that level uh, in terms of moves for like Dino Blue, Allegory, Devasi, uh, Tell Me Something Girl. Mm-hmm. You'd be pretty disappointed if one of those three couldn't really make an impact at Mercy's level this year, um, given that they're novices and they've scope for improvement. Yeah. Next one on Cloymel Blue Lord, the 16 to 1 for the Ryanair. Really had to work hard to beat Tornado Flyer. It was a really gritty race. I thought I was quite impressed with Blue Law. They haven't jump better. I think as well, when you beat a King George winner, you're entitled to 
to kind of make that step up in class. What did you think of Blue Lord? Were you surprised at how, how well he handled the step up? No, I don't think it was much of a step up in the early season. I think it was a bit of a slowly run farce. Uh, <laughs> just a perfect pipe opener for Tornado Flyer to get his confidence back ahead of a King George repeat bid. And if you're looking for a race for Blue Lord to you know, slightly step up and trip middle in kind of class, a slowly run race like that is, is the perfect way to do it. And he, even though I thought he made heavy weather of it, I mean, you expected to kind of went upside. <laughs> Let's breeze by and go go in comfortably. You know, he's holding on by a neck. Tornado Flyer's coming back at him at the line. Um, I think he's agreed to kind of operate. I think he's just below the best. But you know, if Alaho's not there in the Ryanair, he might he might take some. He might he might take might take a hand in, in, in the places. But I, I think I think he's kind of limited. I think the Arkle exposed that mm-hmm. uh, last year. I don't think it's a red hot Arkle. Um, well, particularly that some of the horses in midfield in that race sort of run shockingly uh, coming out. So and we haven't seen the winner in the second one's sadly no longer with us in Gavin Ackle. So I think that Arkle form, the two mile novice former last year is up to is, is up to serious scrutiny at the moment. Um, yeah. well, I wouldn't be interested in them at open company at all. At yeah. It's a tough one because obviously he's going to need to improve again on that. But I thought the way he gritted out against a horse that stays further, it was I thought it was it was okay. Saturday at Haydock, let's there's a few here. Hitman's now three to one for the King George. Made all eleven lengths winner. It was a he didn't really have to do much. He jumped well enough. It was I wasn't I'm I'm not going out my way to say three to one King George is a great price because if he's if he's gonna win a King George, I think British National Hunt Racing's far worse shape than I feared. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting one because I but before that before you take that race, you're thinking it. You're seeing kind of a lot of fancy prices about Hitman for a King George. You think you know, I can see him running well up to a point, and the races, even now from an anti-postal side, people really see genuine entries. The race has completely fallen apart. Yeah. And Hitman seems to be the second best of the result. We didn't learn much at Haydock, you know. Uh, Harry Coben said, "I'm the best horse. I'll make all, and you won't catch me. You won't pass me." Um, I did flag up his record before that, and. I think he can he can hang behind winners. I think, um, and that be concerned because if Frodon takes his chance, is he going to get to the leads? Is he going to mm-hmm. run quite quietly? Um, he, he's improving. He's on an upward curve. I think he's, he's short of that level at the moment, and he's he's definitely far too short. Won't King George? I mean, three to one seventy two. He, he should be a sixes chance, uh, really at the at the moment. Um, Particularly when Tornado Flyers like seven or eight. To you win. would maybe you would maybe back him at like maybe eight to one things like that because he's he's maybe he's maybe that level. But three to one, it suggests to me that that's that's a bad look. Michael's factor as well, you know, and, and he has, he has and, and it's it's a, it's a it's an improving kind of record that Gene Clandiobo had uh, of going through the ranks and, and and maybe you know making that grade. You know, he's going to be well well targeted at it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's he's, he's definitely going to. He's not going to disgrace himself, you know that. No, but no, no. In the same, in the same regard, you find it difficult to see him winning it. I just, I, I don't, I don't think he's that top class. Like, I, I think a King George winners back in the day, and I maybe sound a bit old fashioned here, but are you telling me that Hitman? I mean, probably Cot of Star would have been three to one in his first King George. You know what I mean? Like it would. Yeah, you can only you can only beat what's there in front yeah. of you. Not that race at the moment. Uh, it's not a vintage renewal. It doesn't look like one. 
Um, form form might surprise you, and it might turn out to be pretty good. Um, you, you don't know. Uh, it's at the moment in ratings and figures and what he's achieved. He does look a bit too short for King George. Mm-hmm. Next one, uh, Botox has won the Stairs Handicap Hurdle quite well. Actually, 14 to 1 for the attempt. He's already qualified. He finished, I think he finished second behind Shoot first in that first qualifier. So, I, this is a horse I, I fancied a couple of years ago for a Coral Cup. I've always felt he would improve for a step up. He looks to be a proper three miler. Do you think he's potentially maybe a Potemps player? The problem is now that he's won that race and Shoot first, beaten quite handsomely, and he'll be better off at the weights with him come spring. So, you know, yeah. uh, go Stairs Hurdle. Take a chance in Stairs Hurdle. You're blowing your mark. It's one, he's rated 150 now. There's not, not many ways to go. Uh, the Stairs Hurdle, all right, I think the favourite's pretty good and going to be hard to beat, but there was not many unexposed progressive types stepping into that company that definitely stay the trip. He does. Um, yeah, I would roll the dice and graded company next and see what that. And that 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 would be that'd be I'd be looking for. Because um, mm-hmm. I think I think Pierre Thomas, I think it, when you when you're sailing north into one fifty and you're not going to get much out of the out of the favourite now in terms of handicap and who does look. I mean, a handicapper's plot good thing, you know. It's like he's going to be wrapped away and when he come up, and you could argue sixty one's not bad. It's actually probably a good bit of value because he looks. Yeah, it looks to be exactly more, the plan. There's more to come with the C and D and you know, Charles Wilms behind the cap also you know exactly what's gonna what, what what's gonna happen there. So uh, even though you would just want to see more of the qualifiers really because other stables can do that too. Um yeah, he, he's 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 one of these horses that kind of been is now betwixt and between. So you just try and find one of these kind of stay in grade twos and, and, and see where you're at. Uh, I think he's worth trying it in in, in graded company now. The Betfair Chase, the first grade one of the season, was won by Protector. A bit of a shock, obviously. Aplotard was coming to, to defend his crown. Didn't really look, Rachel didn't look happy at all on him. And I think everybody could see he just wasn't, he wasn't up to speed. Now, it's not been, it's not been disclosed if there's anything wrong. It doesn't appear to be, but we'll get into that in a minute. Protector, massive step up and he he looked really good actually. Now is he is he gold cup material? Is he eight to one for the gold cup? Is he that good? But he certainly showed that he was better than he was last season with that run. It's without doubt, you know, a strong British challenge. And if Aplatale even was on his game, there would have certainly been a race involved. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's he's definitely improved. He's young enough to even go further. He stays really well. He might like it softer in the Cheltenham. Um, think like genuine spring ground, you know, he might caught out a bit of tap for two like he was last year, uh, like like most of them were, but, mm-hmm. but the goal, the winner did it well that day. He's not replicated that form. He apparently was working well beforehand and they haven't still haven't found anything which suggests maybe the Gold Cup was a was a bigger effort and it, and it might have taken a lot out of him. You know, that is his kind of for, for a horse so young, he has been in the goal for a long, long time. Um, and he's been, and he's had that in him to maybe sometimes kind of blow out completely. Like, not he's, he's either, he can sometimes either be brilliant or bang average. Yeah, but not as badly as that. Like, yeah. not finishing races out. Um, he, and the paddock was interesting because he was very quiet, which is unlike him. Um, so, there, there is something there that they've got to kind of 
find out about. Um, you can't totally dismiss him. <laughs> He's a gold cup winner. You know, I mean, it'd be foolish not to. But there is enough. There's enough to kind of steer clear, even at a drifted price now, because you would need to kind of see some sort of spark again mm-hmm. next yeah. time. Out. Yeah. Um, where do you think next Christmas? Uh, where are Plutar will go next? Go uh, Google Leopards time out then for Christmas. Um, aim, aim, aiming for that, you'd think. Um, yeah, definitely. Protect to that. Uh, I would like Denman Chase. Um, but maybe before that, there's a winter milling race, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. at Plainfield. Uh, the Cotswold Chase is a notoriously bad prep for Cheltenham Gold Cup, so even though that would suit, you'd be kind of wary about that. So yeah, he's not going to go to the King George, but definitely a stare. He you know handle the trip, um, and he looks a lot more kind of furnished and relaxed as well this season. He's he's, he's matured, and, and you know he was he was in that bunch of the places last year. So yeah, he's a he's a genuine contender. I think eight ten to one is is about fair to be honest at, at this point. Even though there might be might be a couple that are. Maybe a bit more star quality about them than, than he does, but he's he's he's, he's very solid. Yeah, uh, ask you a couple to mention. Cool Cody beats St Calvados ten lengths, bit of a farce of a race. Uh, well, bit of a farce. It was a complete farce. But Cool Cody obviously won the festival plate last year. Is he going to be a handicap player this year? Or is he going to maybe step up into graded company? How do you see that going? Where do you go? It's like Botox has. You know, you're going up and up and up for, <coughs> for you know graded. Matches and, and, and small tactical races like that. Uh, hopefully, I haven't checked his mark again, but I hope he hasn't given up much for that because it turned out St. Calvados bled. So, I mean, even, even the match performance. And the jockey's a maniac. It's pretty awful. Well, yeah, you don't know. But, well, just could settle him, you know. It's, uh, these kind of tactical graded races, you know, there's, there's just no way to hit. You can't just sit and have a bit of cover. Uh, you can either able to restrain the horse or not. And, in that case, it wasn't. So uh, yeah, it was it was kind of curtains for him from from a long way out. Yeah, it was one of those kind of <laughs> joke spectacles on a on a day that was kind of a, of a bit yeah. of a, a bit of a joke at Ascot. But nice uh, yeah, cool Cody winning a graded race. And Absolutely. Another horse. I think that I, I was quite moved actually by Gary Moore's interview when Goshen won the Ascot Hurdle. He's he's capable of that on his day. There's days where he's capable of being a complete blowout, but. He won't turn up at Cheltenham. He's not going to go back to Cheltenham, but he's on his day. We saw we saw earlier this year over fences. He just something was wrong, and then he goes to ask it and does that. Yeah, uh, two of the most unreliable horses on <laughs> planet Earth fighting it out after the withdrawal of Constitution Hill and brewing up a storm <coughs> and Goshen really yes. um, prevailed. Uh, only thing is uh, all the ground talk about Constitution Hill is that an absolute mudlark has ended up winning this. Correct. Two prize at Hanagra. Uh, that is as unsuitable as it is for Goshen, but one's taken a chance and got the reward from it when when one didn't. Uh, the flip side is that it could that it can go wrong. But um, yeah, nah, it's, it's good to see him winning. But he's, he's going to plod around and win these kind of Grade Two races, isn't he? Um, when the ground's right, uh, the Winter Million race is absolutely perfect for him. Um, he can steal a bit further, so. National spirit, something like that, you know, th- things like that. He could, he could probably mop up and be a player in, but yeah, you know, he's 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 kind of solid enough. I thought he was actually quite tractable um, mm-hmm. by, by his standards on Saturday, so maybe he is uh, 
maybe is learning very, albeit pretty slowly, I think. But no, yeah. I, I wouldn't touch him personally. I wouldn't yeah. touch him for anything at Cheltenham. Uh, no. It's not nice to see him win because he's one of those kind of horses that's kind of been. Um, it's getting a bit, a bit kind of infamous now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least he dances every dance. Yeah, exactly. And next horse to mention, a good selection for us both. We both tipped him up. Uh, Boot Hill won the handicap there. Again, good good performance. He gutted it out. It was a horse I think we both liked the idea of maybe getting into handicap company. What do you think they, they do with him now? I think you just go through the ranks with these kind of similar two-mile races. Um, he, 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 he is still kind of novice. So, I mean, Harry Fry did ambitiously say that he tried campaigning on some sort of archetype. Mm-hmm. Quite find the races with the right prize money for you know novice status. Um, so handicaps a way to go, um, and that gives you an option that you know you might you might find the Grand Angle pretty suitable. He's he's good pace, um, and yeah, I think there's more mileage in his in his mark yet. He won that off one forty. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably a, a, a one fifty horse at least. So they yeah, make hay while while you can with him. Um, the second so Scottish isn't bad either. You know. Mm-hmm. Those two were kind of pretty unexposed and they came came through quite well to fight it out. So imagine those two of them will probably go on winning quite a few races this season. On to Punchestown with quite a few horses to mention over Saturday and Sunday. The first one is a horse that I've loved and I think could actually be better over a fence. Kilcrat won easily. Obviously, Journey Be Me was pulled out with unsuitable ground again. So 20 to 1 maybe for the novices chases at Cheltenham. You'll need to see him against better opposition but he did it well enough. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, winning at one to five, but he get beat at one to fourteen last year. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's fine by me. Uh, one five <laughs> seems a bit real in comparison to that. Uh, ah, he's, he's beat nothing, you know. Jelly be me the non-runner kind of took any competitors out of the way. But I mean, he, he's won it tightly enough. It's a good starting point for him. And next time out, you'll find more. Find mm-hmm. out more. Which is just where you're at at this stage of the season, and, and where you are, we can be quite a few of these horses. Next one, uh, the Craddock's Down was won by Midnight Run for Gordon Elliott. Nice performance, I would say. It was a fairly decent race. There was a few. Mars Harper was in it. Obviously, was unlucky. Would the, would the one that fell have won if it stayed in its feet? But Midnight Run was okay, I thought. I thought it was pretty poor for a grade two novice race for the Craddock's. Uh, it was a poor field, but it was like it was one of those things where they were all competitive. So, like I was saying, it was so even, I would say. I don't think it was a standout horse in it. Yeah, but I won't translate to future graded for no. midnight runs all right, but like Banbridge is what a stone better off than him. Yeah, so we'll leave that at there then. Sixteen to one for the Ballymore is absolute notions. Looks a nice prospect. What do you think, Am? Decent horse. Um is he more of a Bartlett type than a Ballymore type? Mm-hmm. That's what you would think down the line because he looked better the further he went he went. Uh, battled back quite well. Uh want it. A bit softish as well. He'd gone early. I think it's in a bit of a quandary here with quite a lot of his novice hurdles and saying that now what Bartlett's not kind of gone too well for him in the past. Um, do you kind of leave them alone and keep them for the novice chasing status, which they seem to be bred to do? They seem to be better over fences, or do you run them in the Ballymore, really? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think it might be a Ballymore type, but I mean, you're assuming that American Mike's the, the number one. <coughs> really beaten that race so yeah I, th- I think he's one of like plenty like 16 20 25 to one shots that you can see running very very well and mm-hmm. if he does indeed go there yeah, he might he might be he might like rob course like like jerry columbia last year you know he might just 
let's just play the long game with this. Yeah, game. yeah, maybe. Yeah. The next one, Queensbrook get back to form. She looked a lot better than she did in her, her seasonal reappearance. Ten to one now for the Mayor's Hurdle. Jumped a lot better than she she did even last year. She was untidy at a few. She looked a lot more polished over her hurdles there. Yeah, and Gordon Elliott says that this horse is tough to get fit, and you can kind of see that uh, she's improved massively from that run. Second, the Mills had last year when she had a rush preparation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot really, really rated. I mean, she, she, she was kind of the, the major horse that's yeah. flagged up in these stable tours. Uh, does she have the necessary class? You can see something classy. Be, you can see an epitone, maybe a, a brand you love, maybe better. But if it's a little bit soft and if it is attritional, then she does stay pretty well. And I think that's where you see the best out of her. Um, I mean, Black Tears came out and chinned. Some classy acts late, and I think she is. She is an each way player. I wouldn't dismiss her, but I think everything would need to kind of fall right. It need to be kind of a, a bit of a stamina test, and they need to be the word soft. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I have a lot of respect for her, but I think I think you, as you say, I think she maybe needs a bit softer. I think she maybe needs it to a couple of horses to maybe blow out for her to to really contend. Sunday Delta Work is now two to one for the cross country. It was nine to four, so it has been shortened. But he had to dig dig really deep to win it. And there was times, I think, and I'm probably going to bring this up again with Jack Kennedy. There was a couple of times on Sunday I thought Jack Kennedy left. He thought he was on a, a superstar and he left it too late. And But then he maybe just left it too late. But with Delta Work, he just got there in time. Yeah, it's, it's quite a demanding kind of banks course. Not just, uh, it's quite tricky. It's quite notorious. And it's also five, six for a long shorter, which... Over that, where they go quite slow, and it, it can become a little bit of a dash, and, and the ground was yeah, like, probably quite quick for him mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I don't think it was ideal for him, so he could have pulled out the fire against you know a horse that, you know, if, if something regulation fences, you know, he'd be, he'd be giving him a three, four stone. You know, it, it's it's quite wild in that regard how how much of a level cross country chases can be. Um, no, uh, I think that was as unsuitable as it could possibly get from there. You'll uh, be seen to better effect at Cheltenham. It's a more conventional cross-country track. He's more likely to maybe get a bit more cut in the ground, perhaps. Uh, and the, the further the trip is going to help him massively mm-hmm. as well. He, he seems like he needs it. Um, hence why they're still kept talking about going to a Grand National, for instance. Because, I mean, the trip just doesn't seem long enough at any point for him. You know, yeah. Time overhaul Tiger Roll, and, uh, and that wasn't Tiger Roll's ground. So you know, you'd be a bit mindful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have cut him because if they do go a crawl, you'd be a bit, you'd be a bit kind of mindful of his class, his back class is going to get him out of it. If it turns into a dash, it could catch him out slightly. But no, he's 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 very hard to beat unless unless some kind of classy new recruit kind of comes in and and has a bit maybe a bit more pace uh, that could kind of potentially trouble them, but they're kind of clutching at straws in that regard at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Next one, uh, Nushret was won a nice three-year-old race. I was really keen to see how the, the Joseph O'Brien horse got on, but he did not get going at all. But Nushret won it well enough into 16th with a triumph hurdle. What did you think? Yeah, he won it well, O'Brien's um, perceived second string. It was interesting yeah. that it was over to ride. Um, I have, I did look at him <laughs> pre-triumph, pre pre coming out at 33s kind of thing uh, but I, I just couldn't be bothered pulling the trigger really the fact that the two the other three market principals didn't run the race would put a slight question mark on the form but he did it very efficiently I think he's a player whether he's whether he'll get like 
some very good horses coming out of the woodwork that nobody knows and, and he could be a Fred Winter horse, for instance, down the line, you know. But I, I think he's he is he is one to follow. I think even even though the form might be a bit questionable because there was only like the, the the race was marked up as if only three could win it and two of them mm-hmm. didn't run the race. So um you'd have to be a little bit mindful of that fact. But no, he he, he does have a quite a good profile uh, to, to do well in juvenile company this year. So yeah, he's of interest, I'd say. Next one, Darren's Hope. Well, it was a game performance to beat Manila Corona. Brilliant to see Darren's Hope winning. It was really good for connections. Again, I thought Jack Kennedy left it a bit too late. I thought if he'd maybe been in the race a bit more, he'd have got home. But Darren's Hope clung on well. I don't think Darren's Hope's going to win a race at Cheltenham, is he? Probably not. No, it's a good win for Robert Murphy, isn't it? It's a nice kind of race fit. Um, like Bally Shannon Rose, who just missed out in that Mayor's Novice chase. You know, these are race fit. These are these graded races. That's their main goal. Yeah. That's when you get a chance to shine when the main the main guns are just coming back and, and might be a little bit off it. That was the case here. I thought Manila Crail just did his best uh, Don Polly impression. <laughs> uh, he needs about five miles, uh, an Ashley Hunt chase. Even that looks too far from uh, potentially. I think he's just he's not quite at that level. He could develop. You know, he's going to improve for that run. He'll have his odd day, but he, he just looks very, very slow, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and the, I I liked him last year for the Bartlett, but when you look at the what 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 won the Bartlett last year, there was no way he was beating the nice guy last year. So yeah, you can tell he's really going to need. Plodding on for third or fourth. You can see him running, yeah. You can see him running. You mentioned a couple of years ago. And, and they will be able to find some races for him, but mm-hmm. uh, at top class company, you know, they'll just be away and gone. And, and then that's that's that, really. Yeah. Uh, next one, obviously, State Man won the Morgiana. Five to one now for the champion hurdle. It was a comfortable display. Didn't look in any danger at any point. I thought it was out of 10, I would say maybe a six or a seven. It was solid enough. Is he a point behind? Is should he be a point behind a, a two-time champion hurdle winner after that? I think it just confirmed that he's probably going to be the main challenger to the top two. He looks like <laughs> the definitive third best at the moment. Um, he stays a bit further. He would have probably liked a stronger pace to chase that, so that'll probably yeah. add those kind of little airy jumps, maybe. Um, yeah, a bigger fuel probably help him as well. I thought Charger ran with credit in second, given the long layoff. You know, mm-hmm. I think for a Madison hurdle, you think he's like forty to one the champion hurdle. Which is, <laughs> if the big two be clear, um, wouldn't be surprised if he, he ran onto a place again. Because uh, I mean, it's getting tough, isn't it? I mean, it could be like a five-six runner heat. This uh, Constitution Hill and the Honeysuckle hold the ground. State man goes. It's not not much else will go. Um, this race probably. Was you know more infamous for who didn't turn up? Than who that's did. what I was. Yeah, that's what I was going to touch on. Vauban and Sir Gerhard obviously didn't turn up. Vauban, I think there's potentially some patience going on there. I don't think he's maybe. I think he, they're not in a rush to get him out this year as much as that maybe we thought were there. Sir Gerhard, I don't know what's going on because he's either one minute he's going over, he's staying over hurdles, and he's going to the. Hatton's Grace, the next minute he's going for a he's going for a beginner's chase in the next couple of weeks. I don't know what's going on there, but what do you think of the two that didn't turn up? What I think is Willie Mullins isn't happy with both of them at the moment. Uh, and, and doesn't like them running. Uh, he was particularly almost kind of bristling in interviews as well about I mean I'll run them when I'm happy with them. Yeah. 
not happy with him at the moment. Um, more concerned about Vauban because this seemed like a long-term target. I mean, when this priced up, it was like four to nine. So you think setback there. Uh, you do have to think something has happened quite notably, uh, in my opinion. I think, see, because he's four turn and five, even if there is a setback, I don't think there's like a they mad be, rush to get him back. Yeah, they might be more gentle and, and take time. Yeah, I, can, I can see that angle. Um, so yeah, it might be it might be it might turn into kind of a bedding in season with him. Yeah. Right now. So Gerhard probably more puzzling. Um I I I just think he's not working well at home. That is the only thing I could probably say about him uh, not working well enough to translate over fences at the moment, because he was definitely going over fences. He, he he might not be happy with what he's seen um in, in that one. Um and hurling wise, you know, maybe punches down. Maybe there's more to that defeat than, than was the case at the start. Um, he, he just gives the impression he's not quite back yet, and you probably need his kind of first run. Quite notably, he's still still in that Hatton's grace as an entry. Um, but yeah, you'd be very mindful, particularly over fences. You'd be very mindful of him going anywhere. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I think it's, I think we're, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with, with they two. I think I, I I'm not I do think we'll maybe see Vauban maybe one or two runs. I don't think we'll see him. I, I don't think he'll be going to a champion hurdle in my opinion, but it might. We'll see. Uh, she wears it well. Won the Pertemps qualifier. That's a horse who I've been burned a wee bit in the past. Two two times I've tipped her up for a the mayor's novice first of all, then the mayor's hurdle. She didn't turn up for either. 14 to 1 for the Pertemps. She handled the step up and trip, I thought, very well. But my worry is that she's very fragile. Problem is, it was, again, it was another race with no pace on at all. Yeah. And it turned into a bit of a dash. I think in the nutritional race of Pertemps, it should probably get found out. I would like to see a Coral Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be a bit more suitable. Um, maybe even the Mayor's Huddle. You, you can try it at that. If, if she kind of kicks on from that. Some confidence. Yeah, you just want to, you just want to see if maybe string two or three runs together, really, yeah. uh, before thinking about going to Cheltenham. As you say, she's not been twice, and the third time going to be the charm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to bank on it. But I mean, she could, she could just be wrapped up and just kept completely fresh for that race, and that mm-hmm. was a situation afterwards. Yeah, but possibly because I mean, she's very. I mean, we saw last year she was. I fancied her very strongly for that race at Christmas, and she just didn't. She actually hit a hurdle and that was her and we didn't see her again until then. So Dino Blue at Cork and uh, Sunday, quite impressive. Jumped jumped fairly right, which suggests to me maybe Cheltenham's not the be-all and end-all. She might possibly go to that race at Fairy House. But she was pretty decent, I thought. Yeah, and there's some decent races at Limerick that she might be able to go for, go for as well. Well, there's quite a few of these kind of males novices that are coming through. I wonder we maybe Sir Gerhard not going turners. And he's got a lot of Arco and Steam types. I mean, maybe he might divert one of them to a Turner's mm-hmm. um, potentially. You do get seven pounds after all. You, just because you've got a mare and it's enough, so you don't need to run it in a mare's in the mare's chase. Um, yeah, particularly fairly me because it still holds your form. Uh, why would you have like three or four in that? Them are eligible for novice company. Could you split them up that way a little bit. Um, and GP McManus has got Ellie so uh, yeah, I, I think she, she's. Dino Blue reminds me a lot of Ellie actually, in terms mm-hmm. of she's slight, not you know, heavily built, but quite nimble. I think she'll improve for that. Um, and we saw like we, it was a horse that jumped markedly right. Quite often Mount Either that's won at Cheltenham and um, 
one that picked Ellie Mae last uh, two years ago. His name uh, escapes me a little bit at the moment. And she was quite notably jumping right. She still won the male's chase. So yeah, Cole Reavy. Cole yeah. So it's it's not not beyond the realms of possibility. She wouldn't be the first mayor's novice huddle favourite to blow out and, and no, no. quite strongly. So yeah, Epitome won a champion huddle. So yeah, she, she definitely does have a, a lot of potential. She's maybe starting to fulfil it. But again, another one where up in grades will we'll, we'll reveal a lot more. Yeah, final horse to mention on Monday at Kempton was Lack de Constance for the Skeletons, 20 to 1 for the Arco. Very promising performance. Now, is is he going to be a a grade one player this season over as, as a novice chaser? But he certainly can't deny that was impressive. Well, you go the wayward lad at the same course and distance and find out there because these new runner races are just no good, particularly when the odds on favourite was made a massive mistake at first and ran out and fell. Uh, on and the confidence of that people are told and the second is a three miler aye well than nothing basically uh, yeah it's good he's got he's got he's a lot upside yeah we just need to wait and see what happens with our lad next time out there's a couple of novices at Cork as well on the Sunday the Irish point and it's what unites isn't it yeah. it's what unites quite easily in a fashion that pays a nice handsome compliment to Path through Wales, uh, so I think the Royal Bond uh, in early December is going to be a pretty good race mm-hmm. in, in that regard. Yeah, it's been a, a fascinating week. We'll move into what's coming up this weekend. We've got some exciting racing on Friday tomorrow. We've got the declarations out for the Bertrand Novices Chase, the Grade Two stage style stage start. Looks as if he's going to take his his run up. It's going to be a it's going to be a decent race, actually. You look at some of the race, the horses in it. I'm just going to get through them just now. We've got the likes of Stage Star, Bewport, Campron, Sebastopol, Wonderwall. Decent race. Stage Star's odds on. Should they win? Yeah, he's getting £5 from Beauport, uh, who won the one at Carlisle, Colin Parker, quite well. Uh, I think he was kind of ready for that that day. Stage Star was impressive in debut. Um, arguably as impressive as, as John Bond was in thrashing. Mm-hmm. Um, West Court or something like that. Uh, I think he's, I think he's good. Uh, I expect him to win, and uh, I probably expect him to be one of the, kind of Paul Nichols's kind of high rank um, novice chasers this year. Um, going on to bigger and better things, he, he should, he should win that. Uh, Camperon's jumping and debut was pretty deplorable. Mm-hmm. The rest shouldn't be that, shouldn't be good enough. So uh, stage star, yeah, he's, he, he should win that. I think they start as well. Long distance hurdle, champ, uh, 15 to 8, Prashema 9 to 4. You've got Paisley Park in there, a former winner of the race. What do you think? This could be, if all these take their, take their mount, it could be an interesting race. It's an interesting race, a hot little race. Um, Prashema is the one that's going to come in an upward curve. Um, mm-hmm. Young, progressive, sorted out quite well, but it was slowly run, turned into a bit of a dash. Uh, and he's going to get his ground. He likes it. Fairly quick, get good ground at Newbury. Um, Thomas Star was second that day, won this last year. He's, he's kind of interesting at seven, eight to one again. Um, the big plus is Sean Bones back in board. I think mm-hmm. it's an excellent rider. I think it's so underrated. Yeah, he really should be with a big, big stable. Um, uh, he needs to be very gently handled. This Thomas feathered into it, and he was uh, an opener, and then Ian Coleman just the kitchen sink at him, which is not how you ride him. He, he just needs to like wind and wind them, gradually wind them up. Um, I think Sean Bowen will do 
do that is a bit better. Um, and he, he won this last year. So I think he has a chance at a price. Would be like champ. He usually goes well, quite fresh, but he's 10 going 11. Um, yeah. As a class actor, and I don't think it'll be small for attrition enough for Paisley Park to really get involved. I think Prashema is the progressive horse in the race. I've said that. I, I said it last week. I think he could be a player in the stairs hurdle, but the thing is here that I mean, the Thomas Darby races off levels of Prashida. Yeah, right there, and you know the price doesn't really reflect that. So I, I'd just be chancing at him at the odds, um, but nothing, nothing too extravagant for sure. The thing that gets me with this race is I know he, obviously Ian Coleman's got a brown relationship with Paisley Park, but you would imagine he would have. Probably if he'd you would he would have chose champ if he had the choice. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one. I mean, just stable jockeys and I mean, is, is perfectly fine as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think you find a lot of these jockey arrangements kind of a little bit up in the air and, and they just kind of find their place slightly. Home is probably a long term relationship with Beasley Park means yeah, you'd probably just go for that anyway. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's going to be a fascinating Friday as well. Uh, Saturday, we've got the fight in fifth. As it stands, Constitution Hill and Epiton are both going to turn up. If Constitution Hill runs, he should just win. I think he will. It's good to soft at the moment. They didn't get the rain they anticipated. Not su- Newcastle not supposed to get rain until, until racing. So there might be some back potential backtracking going on there. Um, I don't think they will. I think it's... I think this time they'll probably will roll the dice and run uh, and therefore I think they'll win because Epiton, even though she's won the last twice, it was the dead heat the last time mm-hmm. she did win it um, and I think she can, she does tend to improve from her opening debuts, so I think I'd expect Constitution Hill to, to win it and probably win it quite well uh, not so sleepy, might run well Pied Piper not running is a bit of a disappointment, that would have been an interesting flying though. It a, would have a, actually a week an interesting crossover and where you're at because there's there's not there's not much to go on in terms of our form because we're just not really seeing enough horses come out uh, to compare with. So yeah, it's a bit disappointing, but I, I would I would think Constitution Hill would beat Epiton really. Yeah, I would think so. I, I fancy I think Constitution Hill will just win. Very interesting race on at Newbury, the Grade Two John Franklin novices chase. We've got Time Hill taking on Jolino Bello and McFabulous. That's some, that's a decent race. Yeah, Jolino Bello didn't look. I mean, he, he was actually probably better than the results suggest. You know, he, he could have won by further. But again, yeah, Harry Cobb could have didn't lead on that occasion and let the let the the runner up kind of get in front of him for a wee bit. It turned into a bit of a mad dash. So it, mm-hmm. it, it didn't look as good as it probably is. Um, Nick Fabulous, yeah, you can see he's kind of a solid operator, he's improved for offence. He looks like the one at the moment that you'd be earmarking for that Cato star novices chase. Yeah. Um, I think Paul Nichols has a decent backing order for that. He does actually, yeah. yeah. I think there's, there's three or four right, really good novice chasers that he's got uh, at least. So, interesting if they both run. In Time Hill, is obviously got tons of back class. Eh? I thought there was a lot of promise in his opening run. There was scope to brush up and, and improve, which is what you kind of doubt when you hit a certain age. Eh? He's been around for long enough, and he's probably skilled quite regularly over the bigger obstacles at home. So, yeah, he he's still he's probably the, Time Hill's probably the one to beat in ratings. But those 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 Nichols eh, Nichols pair are going to give him a serious race. I think. 
Yeah, that's an interesting race. I'm looking forward to that. The next race, obviously, we've got the Coral Gold Cup. It's a, always a fascinating handicap. Corrit Rambles 5-1. to one. You really like to remaster three under through five. Bustle and Fiddle on the roof. Uh, Oscar Elite, who I like, who I particularly like for this, I think he's due a big, he's due a big win. He's always been knocking in the door. I think this could be his time. I've got Oscar Elite here at nine to one. Who do you fancy for the Coral Gold Cup? That looks wide open, does it? Um, it does. I my form seems to be pretty prominent in this. Uh, you know, with the winner Coric Rambler being favourite. Uh, I quite like three under through five. I think he's hardly done <laughs> better than. Expected uh, last time it was that was an obvious uh, get get rid of the cobweb stuff there with that. Um, I think he's got a mark that's just about workable with him, maybe a bit high early one fifties, but mm-hmm. I think he's got a mark for this. He's, he's he's a solid kind of honourable jumping type. I think he's got a decent each way chance for. Let's be honest, I mean the man in form, Paul Nichols, who training wise start of the season. He's been he's been absolutely spot on. So I mean, yeah, he, he'd be the one for that. There's other other things in Newbury as well. Friday, you can see Jet Power coming out. Yeah. Uh, Balco Coastal seems to be a good novice chaser for Nicky Henderson. Those are the first two races at Newbury and Friday. And Saturday, Henderson's got an entry. Uh, Walking on Air has got a hurdle rating of one three two. That's he's interesting, muted, isn't it? Muted for a stairs hurdle. Given how Nicky Henderson loves targeting the Coral Cup, this horse has got to be of serious interest. Yeah. It's within a stone of 132. Mm-hmm. Uh, done it before. Like, I mean, you've seen horses bolt up with him under handicap company and, and just be put away for this. He, he targets that race really well. Uh, so, and, and with the long run, keep the long game in mind. It might not run, for instance, but uh, if, if he wins and he's up £10 or something, then he's a Middling kind of race at Kempton over two and a half miles again, you know, something mid one four fives come spring or low one forties. He'd he'd be he'd be definitely of interest if they were lining up the Coral Cup with him. Um, so I would be looking at that kind of angle angle for that uh, as well. Yeah, it's gonna be a fascinating day, and, uh, fascinating weekend at particularly Newbury. Yes, we've got a few Irish entries that I want to get your thoughts on we have there's potentially a beginner's chase now I doubt all of these will run against each other but you've got Classic Getaway Journey With Me Manella Kakuna and Body I Want all entered in the first beginner's chase at Golden Park on Saturday that could I mean they're all exciting prospects over fences yeah and Basil Vegan and all the hurdles yeah and Maiden Huddle as well uh, yeah they're going to be informative events but yeah, just wait and see what turns up and, and, and pick the bones out from there um, really yeah, uh, Sunday we've got a big race. We've got the Troy Town uh, handicap. Anything catching your eye for that? Frontal assaults obviously on a very good mark. Isn't yeah, it? very good mark. In the right age, seven year olds have an outstanding record in it. The one four two looks eminently workable. Mm-hmm. He's an obvious player. Lifetime ambition ran quite well, I thought. It yeah, it did. Yeah. Up to a point where he kind of blew up a little bit. If he comes on fitness wise, he didn't reach for a chance. And another of the Gordon Elliott Gigginstown battalion that might be of interest is Deffy Blue. I think he's got a big kind of race in him in this nature. Uh, yeah, but he, Gordon Elliott seems to hold the ha- hand with this. So you just wait kind of for jockey racing to see what they do. But frontal assault seems to be the obvious favourite. Um, Sunday as well is kind of a, a nice beginner's chase where Willie Mullins normally runs one of his star novices. Uh, he won seven of the last nine. Black Bolt, Cashback, Album Photo, Min, Duvan, Vauture and Bally Casey all won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
There's only one entry this year, and it's Saint Noir. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, this is kind of gone under the radar completely. He's fourth in a champion hurdle, rated one five five. GP McManus has given the green light for him to go novice chasing, which is interesting because he's a two miles. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to clash with John Bond here. Um, given how uncompetitive the Arkle looks at surface, Saint Noir is twenty eight to one at the moment for an Arkle. Now. If he takes this up, and if he's jocked up, and if he goes off quite short and he looks like he's going to win, you'll be lucky to get half of that. Mm-hmm. Then he'll be priced in the call to like a Bambridge or something at 10s, 12, 14s. And it's because he's been kind of been putting his place by Honeysuckle quite regularly last season. It's not awesome. He does, doesn't strike you as an obvious chasing type. He looks quite slight and small, but Willie Mullins has said that he's schooled him and he's happy with him and he's he's like good signs and it might also be quite revealing of on where he's at when a kind of the first kind of port of call of his two mile novices it's not what you'd expect it was it was Saint Noir it's not kind of the, the top novice others coming out your Sir Gerhards or your Dysart Dynamos or your El Fabiolos yeah um, it, it's an established horse really that, that's making novice appearance so that flame bearer will be fairly hollow and it's not them it's it's this fella I, just, I think that's i think that's an interesting i think you know might be an indicator that willie mullins is, is a little bit more behind than even expected at this week they normally come out late november already is kind of late november and we, ha- we haven't really seen much uh, i think that starts to change this weekend and that'll have some effects in the markets I didn't know that San Ra was entered, so you've you've showed me that potentially that could be that could be something I completely looked at as well. Twenty to one seems massive, even just in this open form. That's massive. Uh, uh, you wait and monitor and see if he turns up. He might get clipped into twenties, but yeah, he's trained with Willie Mullins. He's got a lot of back class. You know, he's rated probably as equally as, as John Bond was in his novice year. He's done it in open company, so I mean, if he all he needs to do is just translate that initial hurling promise and defences and if he does that then yeah he, he's going to be a lot short all of a sudden so you might might want to throw the dice now you might want to kind of wait but you, you'd like to wait and see the final declaration mm-hmm. to make sure there and maybe then nibble away at it and see what the rival is Phil Dorr's entered as well I see that I see there's a couple of interesting horses there's entered in that race it's, it's just starting to you're, you're seeing more kind of provisional entries and a little bit more declarations you're learning a little bit more so mm-hmm. For for people like like us that haven't really pulled any sort of anti post Cheltenham trigger at the moment, it is worth. It's probably worth kind of still waiting and, and, and picking out something in a couple of a couple of bets come up. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 that's why I think it's starting to starting to show its hand a little bit more. And there's a couple of interesting horses running in a maiden hurdle with Navin and Sunday as well. Demand driving Duvan, who comes with a big reputation, and Grange Clare West, who seem to have went off the boil for, for Chibley Park, has entered. So if they both take up the run, now Grange Clare West, I'm seeing here his last run was five hundred and forty-seven days ago. But he's a six-year-old turned with seven. He obviously has some sort of potential. If he turns up here and looks okay, is he a supreme player? There's lots of them. There's there's, there's lots of them. Uh, Spanish Harlem's one. That yes. Exciting. Um, Sander Clegane's entered in that race. Madman's game is as well, but I doubt he'll go for that. 
the stairs, so down the line, but they'll just start to come out, and you, you see these kind of races, and you see these provision entries, and you see names, and you think, well, I can see that, I can see that improving, I can see that kicking mm -hmm. on, and, th and then all of a sudden, the market, which looks pretty dull, all of a sudden becomes yeah. a lot more, so it, it, it will start taking shape now, and, you know, if you've stuck out and patient, not pull the trigger yet, then not get long to go to actually see a little bit more. We'll move into your eye catcher for the week. There, we usually want we'll we'll do kind of eye catchers if we find one. Like anti post picks, there's nothing really kicking us at value at the moment. But eye catcher of the week, what was the horse that caught your eye? Yeah, I like Monbed Park. Monbed Park. He's uh, trained by Sean Doyle. I thought he thought he put away decent horses from Elliot and uh, Elliot and Mullins and, and Will Do and Seabank Bistro. I've got well, mine just Will Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll you get three miles in time. Yeah, yep. it was a decent kind of race. Um, 20 to 1 for Albert Bartlett. Like he's, he's probably not going to go there. He'll probably stay and plunder. You know, he races at home. Uh, he's, he's a chaser down the lines, a three mile point winner. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see what he can do stepping up and trip. I was really disappointed with Seabank Bistro. I thought he was potentially the one that could be potentially. He was a little bit too keen, didn't come yeah. to see it. But will do. You can tell he he could he could do a step up and trip over time. He's maybe not one for this year, but potentially down the line he could be an exciting three miler. Yeah, no, definitely the front two. Yeah, were, were pretty good, uh, and the third the third might come good in time. So I thought it was a decent kind of race for nature of it. Yeah, um, just to... Yeah, fascinating week ahead, and obviously we've looked back in a an interesting week that's potentially showed the the national one racing is not in a good place, but. As always, we'll talk about it and we'll enjoy it because that's what we do. We, we just love this time of year and we love jump racing. But it's been an absolute pleasure as always, Callum. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you as well. Getting back to watching the World Cup again. So. Brilliant. Yeah, we've got three more games to look forward to today. But thank you very much so much for tuned in. Please follow us on social media for more uh, consistent news regarding National Hunt Racing. And for, as always, subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels. New episode coming out every week. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Mm -hmm.